start recording on my own then. All right. So who's in here? Do we have anybody yet? We got one person, I think, so far. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was one of the Flyers' better games. Uh, beat the Islanders 4-3 to three in overtime tonight. Third period sucked. Um, but, yeah. Um, let's see here. Okay, there we go. Somebody else is in here now, too. I <laughs> just want to make sure everybody knows we're on. Starting to get more people in here. Okay, here we go. Now they're spotting. Okay. Joel Therapy Joel hat trick, JVR three points, uh, Kevin Hayes overtime overtime goal. Uh, I thought Elliot looked goal fair, not the <laughs> very nice. Yeah, that's a good. That's really, I, I want to say that uh, that nickname is a lot of Steve. Or not a lot of Steve. It was all Steve. I didn't, I didn't think of that shit. So um, what else? Yeah, but Faraby went off. Um, I thought Elliot made a bunch of crucial saves. I mean, I don't. I really want to pin any of the goals against the Flyers on him. Two shots through traffic, a lot of traffic, and um, and then the last one was Hagen Braun fucked up in the other end of the ice and left Barzell wide open, come down the other side of the ice. So, not really on Elliot. Uh, I thought they looked better at five and five. Looked like their forecheck actually got shit done. I thought the forecheck led to the first two goals. Uh, led to the turnover in the neutral zone uh, that led to the first goal. And then the second one was JVR beating out an icing. So, yeah, everybody hates playing the icings. I mean, everybody hates playing the uh, the Islanders. Sorry, I was thinking about Hagen icing. So, yeah, but the Islanders are real pain in the ass. But with that one, the Flyers are now four. They've won four of their last five against them. Unfortunately, the Flyers are the most important one, which was a, a game seven. But, you know, they're they're starting to beat the Islanders. And the Islanders don't look like the team they were. Last year. Uh, I mean, Barry Trouts is a great coach, and I like his system and everything. But you need everybody to buy into that system, and when everybody's in clicking on 100% on that system, that system can can get dominated by skill or outplayed. And I think that kind of happened tonight for a while. The first two periods, it looked like the Flyers were spending large chunks of time in the offensive zone. Um, so, anyway, I'm seeing a lot about the physicality. I'm a... Uh, I'm not the bring back the goons kind of guy, but this team gets pushed around way too easy. Okay, so I saw another comment about that too. So is the physicality thing, is, does that all stem from the Patrick hit? Because, I mean, Marin went in last night, played five and a half minutes, and, like, he didn't do shit. He got credit with three hits. Did, did anybody feel intimidated on the Islanders? Like, that hit tonight wasn't sending a message on Patrick, like, we're going to push you around. That That looked more like... I don't know. Patrick has an ability to just kind of catch himself in vulnerable positions sometimes. Like that was just a weird, a weird play on the boards that he ended up being fine from. So I, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And I guess you're right. Yeah. Zizekas did do something to Limblom along the boards, but like, again, the Flyers were up in that game. Like if you get up and they start being physical with you, who the fuck cares? Like if they, if you don't pay attention to it, they can't come back. And if they're going to do something illegal, they're going to get suspended. It's only going to hurt their team. So I don't know. Yeah, I find the lack of play driving more upsetting than the physicality, too. Like, I'm not too worried about the physicality. This team is getting pushed around in terms of they're, they're living in the defensive zone most of the time. They did a lot better in that department tonight. I thought they had they were actually taking the play to the Islanders for the first two periods, but then, you know, the, the Islanders came back in the third. But uh, these wins aren't fun. It's like sticking your hand in a tank of piranhas, not getting bit, 
Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much what it's like. I, I mean, each night you go in, you know there's going to be a huge chunk of the game, if not all of it, where the process is going to be fucking ugly. It's going to be gross. There's going to be a new concern after every game. But here they are. They're still rattling off wins. There's 7-2-1. And everybody has bitched the entire, myself included, has bitched the entire time. So if good teams find ways to win, maybe this is this good team's slow start to the year, and then they'll piece together defense along the way. I don't know. They they were a good team last year. I don't know. I mean, the Niskanen disappearance, but yeah. Proby looked really tired tonight. Dude is a nice time beast, but still needs to. Yeah, he does need help. Um, I, I mean, uh, I think they need another defenseman. Uh, and Myers being back does make a difference. I thought G did have a good weekend against the Islanders. I've, um, <laughs> Patrick was a contact at the end there. Uh, I don't I don't know what the hell that play was. Uh, kind of about no one stood up for Patrick. Yeah, I mean, this, this conversation is always going to come up with the hits, I guess. Because that, that hit could have very well have happened last night when Marin was in the game. And then Marin's on the bench. And then the whole idea of putting Moran in for a spot to have him play five and a half minutes and, you know, be the physical presence is kind of canceled out. I thought Ghost has been good. Yeah, they, they're 7-2-1. They've played like an 0-8 team since the Penn Series. I mean, it's been a lot of goaltending standing on its head. But I will say the last couple games, I think the last two ga- uh, last yeah two games with Myers back, I think they look better. Uh, I think they just look better overall at evens. Um, and... Uh, I mean, it just doesn't... It wasn't ideal. Like, the second period was really, really good tonight. One of their best periods of the year. But it still wasn't them dominating and clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they're just finding ways to win these games without their their best performance yet. Which, in a shortened season, you got to take that if you can. So, uh, Myers has been somewhat good, I guess. I, I think... Yeah, I think... I mean, I'll, I'll talk about Ghost and Hag real quick. Hag, I, I don't think has been as bad as Hag has been for like the last couple of years. I thought he had the play tonight was more on Braun, honestly, the game time goal where Hag missed the net completely it wrapped around and then Braun missed the puck at the boards and then they everybody misses bars all in coverage, including the top line or whatever. So that that's only on him. But um like they need another defenseman in there because Hag Braun's not gonna work. That that pair I was trying to say they got lucky last year and nobody wanted to hear me about it. They get pounded in possession every single night. Most times when they're out there at 5-on-5, five five, they're living in the defensive zone. They can't get the puck out, and all they're doing is surviving, blocking shots, and like being a second light in passing lanes. That, that pair can't happen, and somehow they didn't get scored on last season. It's all going to come back this season. It's going to get paid for it now. Like all the luck they got last year is going to go the other way. Um, <laughs> imagine being a forward who forechecks hard. Steals the puck, cycles only to find Braun and Hag at the port. Yeah, well, it was like in the old days when Hacksaw put, not the old days, but Hacksaw put the top line out there and then be passing back to Brandon Manning when they're supposed to be shooting from the point. So, Gustafson would have gotten that shot on net in my world of fan. Gustafson, that's like the only strong trait Gustafson might have so far is he gets the puck on net. Everywhere else, fucking disaster. Like, especially anywhere on his, his red line in, forget about it. And then even offensively, he's still making some kind of, you know, it's questionable decisions. Freeman got the shaft. Dude, is the fifth best D on the team. I, uh, yeah, I, I think right now, based on how Braun has looked, I would want to see, I want to see Hag Freeman next game at least. Um, uh, and I think, uh, to answer ZH Boyle, I think Hag got in because, I mean, Gustafson Braun looked like shit yesterday. So I, I think AV, 
Thankfully, AV early on in the season is just throw shit at the wall until it gets until it works. So I think right now, I think, I think the top four is fine now. That's a huge jump to a conclusion, but it looks like Ghost. I'm not gonna say he looks like he did a couple years ago, but it, he doesn't look like a voice of space like he has the last couple seasons. So that top pair, if he's able to hold his own on the top pair, then Pro Off Ghost is fine. It's not gonna be as able to shut down quite as well in the defensive zone as for Rolf Niskanen. And then you have Sanheim and Myers again, and then you just got to figure out the third pair. I am... Yeah, Hager brought on Barzal. Yeah, that's not... Uh, I don't think Pouliot would be an upgrade. I saw Prosser. I didn't see you set it in there. I like the idea of Prosser, uh, but that is with... I would prefer them have a left-handed version of Prosser, which might be Hag. But like Hag-Friedman, left-handed, right-handed. If Prosser was left-handed, I would go Prosser-Friedman. Prosser played fine in the one game he played in. So, yeah, Ghost, exactly. Ghost hasn't been, um, Ghost has been pretty good in the return. Uh, still questionable plays, but much better. Yeah, you're right. He He's still making some questionable plays. Jesus, he almost had that one turnover in the, t- uh, in the third where he just gave it to Anders Lee in the slot, which would have been, um, <laughs> which would have been uh, terrible. Sorry, I saw a comment. Craig Flyers went and Tony D'Angelo got waived today. A great day. Yeah, it's a, that Tony D'Angelo story, man. Everybody should look that up because uh, he's, yeah. If he actually did what he did with Keontre Miller's first goal, he's, I don't know, that's pretty shitty. So, uh, any interest in Mott in Montreal? No. Oh, for the fourth line? Or, or Victor Mete is who you're talking about, sorry. Um, how many French Bulldogs? <laughs> how many French Bulldogs could you fit in Gritty's hat? I think that's about four or five French Bulldogs. There's like five people that listen to Fly Parlay that are going to get that joke. <laughs> I'd just be like, what? Well, uh, they're talking about bringing in Hag for physicality, and I'm like, yeah, okay. That's the thing about Hag, too, is his biggest defense is physicality. And then when you look at all of his hits, I have no idea how many hits he was credited with tonight. How many hits do you remember him separating the guy from the puck or actually ending possession for the Islanders or putting a guy on the wrong side of the puck? Like, it's all... It's it's all just like performance hitting. It's all just he's there and he's putting body on body, but it's just to pad the stats. There's not really it's not position uh, possession changing hits. That's what you got to see from when you're talking about hits. <laughs> Clay and D'Angelo flavors mostly joking. Actually, yeah, Tony D'Angelo. Even from a hockey point, I, no, because he is what I've been saying about some of these other guys. Uh, he's offense first, defense second, and he's willing to make. A defense. He's willing to take a defensive risk for offense. I feel like the Flyers have a bunch of guys who manage the risk aspect of that a lot better. But they have a lot of guys like that that are offensive oriented and might need to work on defensive zone issues. That that's that's that dude to the extreme because he's fucking ass in his in his own zone, uh, and he is apparently like a locker room cancer. So <laughs> Robert Hag had four hits, four hits exactly. Where was that? Cam York. I mean. I, it's not hap- I don't think it's happening this year, but it, Cam York might be there next year. I don't know. Um, Dunn, well, see, like, Dunn, I, I like Dunn. That's going to be a lot to get up for a third or for a third pair guy. Like, the thing now is how we tie for the best record in the league. Just wins, baby. Uh, the thing now with this trade, and I think I talked about last time when I filled in for Bill, it's... Uh, if the Flyers are going to make a trade now, at this point in the season, for a defenseman, they're going to be giving up assets that they're probably going to end up losing no matter what. 
because they're not going to be able to cover that one guy on defense. So if they trade for Dunn, then they're going to have to figure out a way to cover four defensemen and let a four they probably don't want to go go to Seattle. Or they're going to have to just let Dunn walk in the summer, which if you're going to be giving up a ton of assets for a guy like Dunn, you would want to keep him. So I think that's the trick with the trading right now is finding a guy that, like, it's not going to cost you, it's going to cost you like a fourth to get who's going to play like 40 games for you this year. And then you're like, who the fuck cares when the expansion draft comes? So to me, Dunn is a guy that if you're going to trade for him, I would want to figure out a way to keep him past this year. Um, and it does take a while to, to develop an NHL caliber defenseman. Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah, Tony D'Ancho is one of those guys probably will look better as four, but he is a piece of shit too. Who cares? Um, I want to see Zamula in there. Um, again, he's left-handed, but I want to see, I, I mean, I would like to see Zamula Friedman. That would be my third pairing now because I don't think uh, when we get to the final result of what is the third pair that um, uh, when we get to the question of like what's the third pair going to be after I think for Rolf Ghost and Sanheim Myers is going to be the the top four for all intents and purposes. They might switch over the season, but it's looking like that's what it's shaping up to be. I don't think Gus and I don't think Braun are going to help a successful third pair here. Um, so, I I mean, I I would like to see Zamola, and I'd like to see more of Friedman. Yeah, let's talk about, yeah, let's, we got to talk about Fair, but you're right. Um, who's that? Mr. Twitzer, yeah. So, uh, I, I think, uh, I mean, Fairby was kind of invisible, speaking of not overlooking him. He was kind of invisible since the first half trick, which was the first game of the year, but, uh, and he had a couple bad, Couple a uh, couple bad games in there in terms of driving play, but uh, young Beasy, young Beasy's back in here, and um, I think his shot's fucking ridiculous. And the Islanders just didn't want to stop it tonight. All those goals are just JVR setting up Fairby to tee off on a shot, and this is, I think that's why, um, yeah, JVR redemption tour, twelve points in ten games. By the way, let's talk about that. Everybody that wanted to trade JVR over the summer, but. Um, I think that pair, I mean, that line was effective tonight. And when we talk about depth, that was actually the depth coming through. That was, I believe that was slated as the third line tonight. And they ended up making two great plays on the four check. JVR canceled an icing and set Fairby up for the second goal of the game. And then, uh, and I can, I can, I don't know if Fairby's played center in the past. I forget. Uh, but I could see that happening too. I don't know. He does. He, I I noticed him on both ends of the ice. Uh, there were a couple times last year where I, I, I caught him puck watching, but more times than not, he's pretty active at both ends of the ice. Pretty noticeable in in, uh, in four checking too. So, Powder, Powder Puff Patrick is not back. No, has the best spot. Yeah, uh, Moose Banff. Yeah, Brian Elliott. Good night. Prongers, last time on the ice, he crushed Justin Bieber. <laughs> Maybe. Uh no, JVR's best overall game as a flyer will always be his two-goal game against the Bruins in Game 2 of 2011. Yeah, and that's the whole thing is JVR. He's he's on fire now, so he's got 12 points in 10 games, and I have Pubble come out and said is looking pretty good. So he's probably going to go on like a 10-game goal drought now where he's going to be doing the same exact things, like hitting the post or missing nets, and people are going to be like, oh, he's invisible. So just speaking of Patrick, I mean, I Patrick's kind of floaty. I don't know. Like, he, uh, I, I noticed him in the offensive zone. He almost set up Drew for the game winner at the end. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Mr. Pierre just said. He had, he had that, uh, if Sorokin didn't make that ridiculous cross I save at the end, he would have had the game-winning assist, so. Um, 
Yeah, and that's the other thing. Um, as busy, I, yeah. Find Gary Busey. <laughs> Find Gary Busey. Okay, now again. Uh, Patrick and Lindblom are supposed to be two big ingredients of the offense, and they have not played hockey in forever. I mean, before the season, Patrick had played, hadn't played in the Flyers' last eighty-seven games. Lindblom played two competitive games in a span of thirteen months. So, and those guys are both in your top line. That's one of your top three centers there. It's going to take a little bit of time. And again, I don't think Patrick had some questionable plays tonight and he had that hit where he got crushed. But I, in a way, I look at that him getting crushed as a positive because he got annihilated and didn't leave the game. That that has always been my big fear with, with him is it is we would wait all this time. People make the big deals about the migraine disorder, which is a big deal. But then, Seemingly get over it. He gets hurt the first time, and then everybody freaks the fuck out again. But he took that monster hit, and he's, he was able to stay in. So the officiating was horrible. Let's not talk about the officiating. That was the most ticky-tack called game um, I think I've seen in a while. So, yeah, I, I mean, it was literally every – there was a lot of one-handed hooks in there, uh, and it was just anything – you lifted the stick at all tonight. It was probably going to be, like, Yeah. Uh, your confidence level in this team after the first month. I say, I'll say my confidence is growing. I mean, it's kind of easy to say with the team that's won 7 of 10. But I think my biggest concerns early on were this team was going to really, really get plowed with Couturier and Myers out and struggling to figure out what they had on defense. Uh, and now they got Myers back. Um, <laughs> now they got Myers back. And Couturier, you know, is at least closer to coming back. And it seems to be like they're at least getting away from just getting mauled at 5-on-5. Five five. The last two games, they've looked a lot better. They've had a lot better stretches at 5-on-5. Five five. Still not a full 60 minutes, but the forecheck in the first two periods of this game and the third period on thir- on um, on Thursday, I mean, that's those are some of the best. And the first period from Thursday. Some of the best periods they've had all, all year. So, uh, But I, I was laughing at... Um, <laughs> the Limblom and Patrick out of shape look better than Grant and uh, Thompson in <laughs> mid-season form. <laughs> well, they fucking suck, so that's why. How do you feel about TK after coming off a healthy scratch? I thought he, I thought he played fine tonight. He hit the post. Uh, he had a couple good rushes where he beat a defender to the outside. But I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really. I didn't really expect TK to have like crazy, kind of like violent performance after that but I thought he I thought he was noticeable I thought I thought he stepped up after getting benched from Marin so um missed a couple questions here uh they should have played uh yeah uh, the rest of <laughs> guesses look good I don't understand the crowd noise I don't know why they had to pipe that in like it was so fuck like that one fake penalty call, or the fake penalty call the fake penalty call is real called the penalty and then they just acted like the Flyers won the cup, and they just like like fans were just swarming the ice from all seats of the of the Wells Fargo Center. Like everybody was just going absolutely nuts because of a fucking penalty call. Uh, uh, confidence is shaky, but if they're eking out wins, yeah, I mean that's what the way I'm looking at. It. They've won seven to ten games, and they haven't. Have they played a good game yet? I don't even think the season opener with everybody was good, and the second game was all heart, and then they've had dropped a couple duds here with a lot six goals. I mean. um they haven't had a game where they've come out and looked like last year's team, have they? So, like, I, and this year's team, I think, once they start clicking, should have more 
um, offensive upside. Like I think having Lindblom and Patrick in there instead of Thompson and uh, Thompson and Grant should give them more depth. And if JVR, you know, that depends. Guy gets further down the line, but you know, JVR and Faraby are wild cards down near the end of the season too, because those are two guys that have a lot more production to provide. And also Frost could be in the lineup. So. Yeah, the first period of the – that's right. I, I said third period. But it was the first period last game. They they looked like last year's team. And then the last two periods, it wasn't even fucking close. So, Yeah, they need to shoot on the power play, too. They need to pump that in. And they also need an asshole chant that they pump in there. So um, why do we still seem to be struggling with face-off this year? I don't know. I'm not I'm not going to lie. I don't know how everybody feels about face-offs in here. I don't really give a shit about face-offs. Uh, I, I mean, also, Hayes did hit the post twice tonight, but – yeah, the refuse suck chant will be another one too. Um, key faceoffs is more concerning. Yeah, uh, but I don't know what that would be. Uh, I, I don't even know how Drew. I mean, I I know Drew was a monster last year at the dot, but keep Bunneman in when Frost is healthy. I would say yes, keep Bunneman in just because he's a center. But I mean, Nak Mike, I love Nak, but. Well, actually, no. That fourth line dominates tonight, possession-wise, too. It's just NAK hasn't been as all over the place as he was last year in terms of being incredible. Um, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, no coots for face-offs, too. That's a very good point. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that right there. That's all of it right there. <laughs> yeah, it's Katori at the dot. Yeah, we were the world champion of face-offs for the last two years, and where did we get that? Yeah, so face-offs is, you know, I, I talk about the advanced stats all the time, and face-off is pretty much just a less accurate version of an advanced Like, you're using face-offs because you want to see if the team grab possession of the puck there. But then they've done research over the years that, like, teams are intentionally losing face-offs. You're, you're losing possession of... Team could win a face-off, somebody steals the puck from you and scores, but you won that face-off in the defensive zone. But, you know, so, like, they're... There's a lot of face-offs, I think. Overall accumulation of face-offs is dumb, but I think focusing on certain... Like, defensive zone face-offs on, on penalty kills, is I, I would value that as a valuable stat. So, Coots and Yeah, and that's another thing, too, was AV was rolling that out there last year, of, and he was doing it earlier this year for the first game, I think. Um, putting Katori and Drew on the same line, those guys are pretty much face-off automatics. So once one of those guys gets thrown out, your B option is another league leader in face-off wins. It's not the worst idea. Yeah, uh, he's a 4C, so I don't care much, but Bunneman is good, pleasant spread. He's all you get, you're asking for in a 4C. I mean, he's a guy, he was a low-level prospect. I shouldn't say low, not like Duncan all, but he wasn't, like, hyped up. Uh, and he skates he skates well, he's agile, and he's not. he doesn't try to make too much of, a, too much of it with the puck. Like, he knows... He knows his place on the team, I guess. Like, Bunneman's not out there causing all these crazy turnovers, and he seems to chip in defensively, so. Uh, PK, yeah, the PK does seem to be turning around, too. Um, that was what, that was one of the things that was kind of concerning for me because of the, the disappearance of Niskanen and also... I remember saying that about the team about the team for five straight years until last year of just... They love to give a power play goal against every single game. Like, that was just... If you look at the box scores, they could not go... Two to three games without giving up a power play goal. And it stopped last year. They're starting to do it again this year. Um, but the numbers are getting better. Power play. Yeah, I mean, the power play, I really don't even know. I mean, I, I think the thing with the power play is still... 
I love Provorov and he led the league in defensemen uh, for defensemen last year with power play goals, but it's either he scores or they just don't generate much. Uh, and I, I, they got to get back to doing what they did last week, which was the the quick cross ice passes, uh, left point, mid right circle, and then far left post. Like just they they did that three times last week and it, and it worked for goals. So I, I think they got to focus on that. And I want to see. I mean, I mean, I would like to see Ghost or Sandheim up there, but a veteran, a veteran right-handed defenseman is what I would want this team to get before the end of the year. So, um, Bunneman adds, adds to the name strength of the team, so I like him a lot. Yeah, a lot of nicknames. Uh, Echo and the Bunneman. Um, yeah, there's a lot of good ones there. Uh, Bundy Day Real Estate. That's the only thing they're missing. Pupes turns. I the power play okay so is Terry uh, is Terry trying to uh, trying too hard to put square pegs around holes or are they just trying to be too cute? Uh, I mean there are times they're I think there are times they are just look looking for the pass too much uh, and kind of doing that so maybe they do need to shoot every once in a while but it's more I I mean I I they have the talent and I think that it's just yeah they do get cute. Sometimes I, I don't understand why um, all the rotation of the the power play unit so far, but uh, I mean the power play. It's also power play is also something. It's like an ebb and flow thing. I think there are just times the power play is hot and power play is cold. Um. So uh, and hope and of course when Katori comes back, that's another thing that will change that. Uh, so Pronger and Lindros, can you imagine on the same team? No, no, that would be it would be awesome, but that would be. <laughs> the league would hate that. <laughs> Every other team in the league would hate that. Oh wait, Lindros. I had a stat on Lindros. I saw. I forget who tweeted this. Uh, Faraby joins Lindros and Richards as the only Flyers that record hat tricks before they could legally drink. That was the stat I had. So there you go. I don't. I didn't. I forget who I saw that on Twitter from. So uh, if don't sue me for, you know, uh, putting ghosts on the boards. Yeah, that is a little puzzling as well. That would be like put Ghost at the top, leave Drew in his usual spot above the left circle, put Voracek over on the right. Katori is healthy, you put him in front, and then you put Connecting in front of the net. I felt so bad. <laughs> uh, they've been trying to set the perfect. Yeah, that, I mean, that is, that's what exactly what they did on the 5 on 3. Um, They've been trying to set the perfect opportunity in the power play get the puck on that. Like, I was thinking of that power play because I was thinking of them just sitting around and passing around the perimeter when there was a 5 on 3. But, I mean, they. Yeah, <laughs> Terry and. I mean, the power play was going to be a big question mark coming into this year. And uh, I don't think um, I don't think Terry's kind of quelled those uh, worries at all. So, I'm happy with Ghost and Myers, too. And I do think their returns uh, to the lineup are huge. Because, uh, ooh, over under 25 goals for Joel Farabee. Let's see, he's got, so now he's got five. And that was the 10th game, so. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, I'll say, yeah, I'm going to say under, but I'm going to say 20. I think he gets 20 this year. I mean, the way he's, uh, you know, it's not exactly, no, he's got six this year if he's got two hat tricks. Yeah, so he's got six. Yeah, I still say 20, so. Um, yeah, no, it's still a monster. <laughs> 25 in a year is a lot. Or 25 in like a 56 is a lot. 
um, which JVR had 27 and 66 two years ago. Don't tell the JVR haters that. Uh, I was in Vegas last year when they didn't tie it with a six on three. <laughs> oh my god, that was that was the road trip from hell last year. That was so fucking bad. That road trip, uh, and I think it was Ghost and Prong got hurt that trip too. It was just a fucking disaster. Like it, it was just bad hockey. And you take this current roster over the 2010 Flyers roster. Uh, I don't know. Because um, I'm thinking about Richards and Carter and Gagne. And then the and then the defense was just Pronger, Carl, Tiemann, and Coburn. That's a... I don't know. I think it, they're both pretty skilled. Uh, but And also 2010 is a pretty emotional. I don't know. That's kind of hard to compare. We're obviously going to be pretty biased towards the 2010 team, but I'm going to say 2010 for right now. I can't look at this defense and say it's better than any defense that features Pronger and Timonen. Timonen on the second pair. <laughs> I'm over 2010, too. That wasn't the question. The question was, it was comparing the two. I, uh, I'm over 2010 as well, and I, I'm happy we have heart, and that, that covers up a lot of issues with the team. Yeah, the 5 on 3, I mean. The five one three was a disaster, and that's the thing. I mean, maybe fuck kill Braun Hagas. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's say, uh, let's see here. Oh, anyway, uh, the five one three power play. Look, I mean, it was one. It, it was yeah. They got to get a shot on that. I don't have any excuse for that. I don't even know why I'm trying to defend them. So. What do you mean, goes in Hagertop Demon? Uh, Sorokin's roller coaster is other. I mean, he had some. Uh, Sorokin had some ridiculous saves tonight. Uh, he had that one diving save on Voracek that in the first period, I think that was that may have been part of that. It was right before the five on three. I, I mean, that should have been a goal. Speaking of the power play, that could have been a power play goal. And then in the third period, on that um, uh, Nolan Patrick was invisible. He set up Giroux for that uh, the cross ice feed that he almost redirected in, and Sorokin got a feed on it. So. Sorokin is going to be, he might be a little bit of a roller coaster now, but he's going to be, he's going to be a fucking problem. Him and Sam Sonoff in, in Washington are going to be real pains in the ass for, for years to come. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty neat. I miss Mike Richards. Um, Richards getting the first hat trick for a player under 21 for the Flyers uh, since Mike Richards, so. Put Hag in front of the net on the power play and he hit the fence from our goalie. <laughs> Good to that. Uh, yeah, regular season, I guess. I don't know. I mean, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Because uh, Katoria did have that hat trick. It was game two of uh, 2012. Yeah, and he would have been 19. So. Um, Do you think Hacksaw heard about the TK? <laughs> He's upset it wasn't for longer. He's upset. Hacksaw's upset with AV that after the Flyers won last night, despite Bench and Konechny, that Hacksaw didn't decide to keep Marin in and keep Konechny out until the Flyers lost. That was that would have been the Hackstall move. Was he would have put Marin for Konechny. Flyers would have been outshot thirty to ten in every game, but would have won one to nothing, and Marin would have stayed in for like the ugliest four game winning streak ever. And then the media would be like, "Oh, why does everybody hate Hackstall?" And it's like because he's a fucking moron. That's why. 
Uh, do you guys keep a, uh, do you guys keep Gus and Hag on a line all season, or a season of top pairing Amac? I would rather have this third pair. Amac. The whole thing with Amac was the usage. So like, no, like uh, that was a, any bad player used on first pairing minutes is going to get the treatment that Amac got. Amac was just was one of those players that also was universally hated by both eye test and stats people. But there was no getting around how bad he was. Yeah. Russia is a goaltender factory, just like how the Eagles are a quarterback factory. Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> now, Russia has a lot more goalies than Eagles of uh, quarterbacks, unfortunately. So, trying to go a whole season about thinking about AMAC out there. Yeah, it wasn't on me. That was somebody else asked about AMAC. I'm just, uh, don't shoot the messenger. So, <laughs> I still, still standing on the least bench during the face. <laughs> Axel's still drawing up a plan for the third period where the Flyers just sit back in their defensive zone and just let all the all the shots come at them. That's all they're going to be doing. Yeah, JVR is a great start to the season. Uh, I, I would like to talk about JVR because he is somebody, he's a very polarizing player among the fan base. Uh, and he is, I think JVR is a pretty good example of, and uh, my, my buddy on Fly Purple has talked about it, of why... The line A trade always cracked, or the idea of line A getting traded here always cracked me up because line A uh, is just a goal scorer. JVR is just a goal scorer to a far much lesser extent. Line A is just a goal scorer with a lethal sniper and shot. But when he's not scoring, he's not doing anything else. So I feel like if he was to get traded to Philly, people would fucking hate that, which is, I think, what's going on with JVR. But, <laughs> but, uh, He's getting to the front of the net. He's put in the power play goals, and he's had some... I, I thought this was his best game in a while. I mean, he had that house play cancel out the icing and set up uh, Faraby for his second, and then he also set up Faraby for his third, too. So, NAK did look a lot better this game, uh, and I think that's... I called myself earlier because I, I made a whole point in an article last week was I think AV switched up the systems. They were doing a 1-2-2 last year when the Flyers were good. Switched it to 2-on-2 two on two in the postseason when they had that bad loss to the Canadians. And um, since then, that's why they've kind of looked crappy at 5-on-5. Five five. But I think I they look like they were four-checking hard tonight. Uh, and that's why I think NAK was more noticeable. And I think that's how they got a couple of goals was they took it to the Islanders rather than all that last postseason series was nothing but the Islanders living in the flyer zone with four-checking. So. Uh, are the Islanders still our equivalent after this season? We haven't beaten them anymore. Um... I, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so because, like I said, they've won, they've won four to five against them now, and they haven't been pretty. But the Islanders don't necessarily play exactly pretty hockey when they're winning, too. Like, they have horrendous online numbers, and they usually are just extremely opportunistic, which is, again, you can play that way all you want. And Barry Trotz has been coaching teams like that forever, and I think Barry Trotz is a very good coach. But to play that way... You need the blend of guys who aren't quite skilled enough to think that they deserve to just do whatever the hell they want. Like guys that have elite skill just take over a game. Like I'm surprised Barzal is not pushing back more on the structure. Um, And you need to have breaks and you need to be able to take advantage of opportunities that are created. And sometimes those things don't come your way. And right now the Islanders are what? Three, five and one now? Three, three, four and two or something? So like they, I don't know. Like I I don't, I don't know if they're going to be as annoying and insufferable as last year. Like they're going to be, they're going to be annoying to play all the time, but they're not going to 
be so unbeatable, I guess, in a lot of ways. Um, seemed like G gave on that playlist. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was... It looked a lot like Voracek, too. I mean, they both kind of... It, it, that was just a bad play all around, that last call. Uh, uh, metrics on test both hate Mac. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so Braun has equal numbers of clutch plays as fuck-ups per game. But, like, the... That's the thing with defensive defensemen, is I think that's where the big separation between eye test and, and stats people comes is looking at defensive defenseman like Braun, who this year, Braun had fine numbers last year. I think in this year he's had some of the worst numbers on the team, but he he looks slower this year too. So he might have some clutch plays like clearing the crease every once in a while or grabbing a rebound. But there are a lot of times where just him getting turned around in in transition, like on the, the final goal tonight, or just getting caught in no man's land behind the goal line is just – he's just not good. I, I haven't been a fan of Braun for a while. Uh, I thought last year we was making a big deal about Hag and Ghost in the postseason, but they were both paired with Braun. And when you go back and look at the the goals against, I felt like Braun was always putting the other defender in a, a shitty situation to recover from. So, yeah, that's – I have no issue with defense and defense. We just got to be able to play defense. Yeah, I mean, that's – and, like, defensive defensemen, if you're – just watching through the eye test. Defensive defensemen, you know they're only aiming to make defensive plays. I know that sounds dumb, but you're going to visually see them make more block shots, break up more plays, and things like that. But then there's going to be a lot of times where they just have somebody who jumps to the outside or allow a high-scoring danger chance, but you don't record, you don't take that in because the hits and the block shots are all backing up what you already made out of that guy. So... Yeah, Lawton's, oh my god, Lawton's back check on that last play. Uh, I think it was number time was really, really good. Uh, he That was that was huge, too. Um, I think, um, yeah, because I, I think that would have been a breakaway. <laughs> Myers did have a good game tonight, yeah. Yeah, if Nish can play one more year, just imagine that, I know. Yeah, I, like, if Niskan came back and you could have Ghost on the third pair right now, that, man, that was the thing I was screaming about last year was, I, that's why I don't want to trade Ghost because I thought Niskan was going to come back. And if you could give Ghost third-pairing minutes with the least amount of defensive responsibility and put him in the offensive zone for as many favorable face-offs, that's, if you're looking at a defenseman who's going to put us in points. So that's that was my thing with him. But, uh, yeah, Niskan in. That was just upsetting. Uh, it's very Trout's not, not having a neck, having to do with Isles playing ball neck trapping hockey. <laughs> I like my team's like, I like my body, no necks. And then he just goes out there, yells about playing the trap. Uh, I, will, I, I do love our goalie tandem. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Hart is pretty good, and I would take him out of all the, the young starting goalies in the league, I think. Um except for maybe Askarov that just went to Nashville. But Elliot, look, after a couple of years where Elliot would get banged up and we had to go to the AHL guys and, like, Lyon and, um, you know, guys down the AHL like that, he's a pretty good backup. He's been he, – every situation he's come into, I think he's played – I think he's played above his head when he's come in. I thought he played pretty well tonight. He had a couple of big stops tonight to keep the score 3-1, to one, uh, and then the Flyers blew it. So, but – he had a couple big games to get the Caps last year. Um, they, when his number's called, he's the, the, it's rarely he lays an egg for the Flyers, I think. 
Oh, yeah. Much in the playoffs, I feel like the Islanders get away with a ton of interference. No. Um, yeah, no, the Flyer. I mean, the Islanders absolutely get away with interference. That is, like, their thing. <laughs> uh, and also, I'm going to talk about... So when I'm talking about the Islanders, somebody remind me about the uh, Inquirer article putting Allison as their third best prospect. So, um, but... <laughs> Uh, oh my god, I just forgot what I was going to talk about. Oh yeah, no, the, the, it's a Lou Lamorello team. That's exactly, this is what the fucking Devils did in the 90s too. They started the whole trap thing, and then Bobby Holik and Patrick Elias and all those fucking losers would just sit at their own red line and hook and clutch and grab people through the neutral zone and everything, and they would create offense by just bumping, like, just bumping and running in the offensive zone. So, they, like, all those big, like, when you, when you think of big, heavy teams, slow teams... Like the Islanders and somebody's yeah talking about the Bruins in here, they all fucking do that shit. It's a matter of calling it out and getting the rest to pay attention to it. And the, if it comes to a playoff series again, Av I think will say I think Av said something at, in the Canadian series because in Game Two the Canadians had like two or three picks on on goal scoring plays, and then Game Three the Canadians got called for three interference penalties I think two or three interference penalties. So it's not important now, but down the road if it happens again. There is a way to combat that, but it's definitely something that, you know, defensive my teams like the Islanders Bruins lean into, which is bullshit. But uh, uh, Bruins, uh, Allison could be a great asher of Flyers. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like Wade Allison, and he's going to, I think he can be a power forward that scores like 20, 25 goals a year. But he's not the third best prospect right now. I, I don't know. He's not the third best right now. Not better than, uh, like, York and Zamula, I'm putting ahead of him, and Brink and Frost. I, I still consider Frost a, a prospect because he hasn't really gotten um, regular minutes. So, did Allison get? Allison did not get hurt again. Um, Carchita wrote uh, top twelve pros, Flyers prospects and had Wade Allison third above uh, Zamula, which is like again. I like Wade House and Zamola could be in the lineup like next week. <laughs> so like if we talk about guys knocking on the door, like prospects right there, prospects at the top of the food chain, I think I put a guy currently on the taxi squad over a guy that's had an injured collegiate career and we don't know what he looks like in the AHL yet. So all right. So uh Yeah, tests, yeah. Bruins and Caps games will be a test, but um Hopefully they can play a full 60. I'm about to hop off, guys. This has been 42 minutes. A uh, lot of great questions. Hopefully I answered some of your questions about the game and Flyers in general tonight. Bill will be with you on Wednesday. I don't know when I'm filling in for him again. But, uh, as always, thanks for, uh, thanks for sticking around and asking me some questions. And uh, I will see you guys later.